The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Overtime Open Line is brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Now, from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed, Reed Wilkins, Wilkins on, on Oilers, Oilers Radio. Radio. 630 Chad. It's dry subtle back to Russell. A shot tipped dangerously wide by Strom. Rebound score. Garris got two tonight. And this line has now scored twice, and Edmonton extends to a 3 0 lead. And once again, it's Kara from Strom. Time 1 11, and Edmonton in complete command. And they would go on to beat the Montreal Canadiens 6-2. Jujar Kara, the first two-goal game of his young career. He has four goals and six points in his last six games. Laurent Brassois steady in net, making 22 saves on 24 shots as the Oilers improve to 12-15-2 on the season. 7-6-2 on the road. We talked about their poor home record after the last game against Philadelphia, where now they're on the road, and they start off with a pretty convincing victory. They had to kill a penalty early, and then they really started to take over the game. Camilleri, his first as an oiler. Kara then got the other first period goal. Kara and Lucic early in the second period that chased Carey Price. He allowed four goals on 14 shots. Clefbaum and Ovitu added goals in the third. Galchenyuk and Deneau were the Montreal goal scorers. Thanks for joining us tonight. It's 8.07 <coughs> Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre. I want to tell you right away, you can go to the Oilers page on 630ched.com and print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village because the Japanese Village goal light is on as it is whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game. Japanese Village, three locations in Edmonton, downtown, south side, and north side. Well, Rob, up and down we go, buddy. Well, it's exactly what you expected after the last effort. You thought they were going to go into Montreal and smack them around. So, I mean, I think the, the biggest thing we've noticed this year is expect the unexpected from the Oilers. Every time you feel they're going to put something together, and have a good night against a weaker team, they lose. And then you think, oh, no, they're in trouble. This is a tough road trip. They go out and win. We've seen it before for the Oilers. Uh, tonight was a, a good effort up and down their lineup. Uh, they, they got production from, you know, three lines. Their fourth line was a little bit of a struggle tonight. I think uh, Walker going there instead of Jujar, I think that took that line back a bit. I think the addition of Davidson in the lineup was very good. He seemed to fit in seamlessly. And the, the one question mark that everyone was worried about was Bressois. And he was fine. He played well tonight. And to me, that garners another start again tomorrow. So it was a good effort in, in Montreal. And now they just have to carry that through for the final two games on this road trip. We'll be bringing you a post-game reaction. We'll also have time for your phone call, 780-496-0063. 13 skaters get at least a point tonight for the Oilers. Mentioned the two goals by Kara. Strom had two assists. Lucic had a goal and an assist. And Connor McDavid finished with two assists tonight. Also of note, Leon Dreisaitl gets an assist on a power play goal by Milan Lucic. First power play point of the season for Leon Dreisaitl. Team game number 29 for him, game number 25. You know what? You probably could have won a lot of money in Vegas if you said, okay, I bet you that Leon won't have a power play point through 26 of his games this year. Uh, and, and it was an accidental assist, too. It wasn't the play that he was trying to make. It got knocked off his stick. 
Uh, hopefully that is a confidence builder for Leon and, uh, and for the power play, which was much better tonight. And the, the, the thing on the power play tonight is they shot the puck. Lucci shoots from far out, scores. Clefbaum shoots from the blue line, deflects, it goes in. Those are the things they haven't been doing on their power play. They tried to pass it around too much. Tonight they were a little more aggressive. A little more aggressive all over the ice on a five on five as well, and they came through with some big goals at some big moments. So, uh, it was uh, a confidence builder for a lot of players, and hopefully, one that'll set sights on not just a you know a one or two game winning streak, something a little bit longer to move up in the standings. Oilers go two for four on the man advantage. This is the third time this season they have scored two or more power play goals in a game. They kill off two of the three. Montreal power plays. Edmonton takes it 6-2. Kara, the first star. McDavid, the second star. Lucic, the third star. Our fourth star of the game is for Missioner Allen Auctioneering. Check out maauctions.com for industrial and automotive sale dates. I think, Rob, I got to go with Laurent Brassois. It's always easy to give it to the winning goaltender, but given what he'd been through over the past week and a half, going back to the the Russell own goal, the third period against Calgary, the game against Philadelphia where he was pretty good for the most part. Tonight, made the saves he had to when Montreal did have pressure. He was pretty strong. Well, bottom line, he outplayed Carey Price in Montreal, so you got to give him credit for that. All right, 780-496-0063. We'll start with Robert on the phone lines tonight. Hey, Robert. Hey, Reed. Hey, Rob. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing well. Yeah, well, I want to make a couple comments tonight. It was, thought it was, it was nice to see uh, uh, Brassois bounce back. You know, you see, I, I thought he played a solid game, and like you guys just said, he, you know, obviously he outplayed one of the best best goalies in the game in Montreal, so you gotta you got to give him that. Now, that being said, I wonder, is, is there any possible chance that we see Nick Ellis in net tomorrow night? Yeah, I, there's a 50-50 chance, I guess. I mean... Normally, you, most coaches don't like going back-to-back with their goaltenders. They like to switch it up. That's If you've got a, a true starter that plays 60 to 70 games, that's when they give their guys a night off and bring the backup in. I think Brassois, having played a good game today, having not played many games this season, that you could go with him. It's not a long flight from, from Montreal to Toronto, so it's not going to wear on him that way. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. If they went with Brassois, I mean, just Toronto's got the same thing tonight. They played their starter, Anderson, in Pittsburgh. It'll be interesting to see who they play tomorrow night because Anderson is has been playing all-world, and they want him in every chance they can. So uh, I think it'll be Brassois, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was Ellis either. Yeah, no, no, no. no my other thought tonight was on, I thought, uh, I thought, I thought the, uh, the, uh, the third line looked good, especially, especially uh, Kara. I mean, he impressed tonight moving up in the lineup and scores two goals. And I thought, you know, and I thought the Oilers got production from all all, all four lines tonight. And then and the uh, the special teams was good too. Well, Robert, I think you make a great point about Kara. And, and Rob, I think we, we should discuss his game. I mentioned he has six points in his last six games, four of them goals. The two tonight. And what we've seen with Kara, and he still hasn't played a lot of NHL games. I mean, 25 coming into this year what was this for him tonight 16 i mean he's he's played half a season in the mm-hmm. nhl basically but when he was a newer player last year he might win a puck battle and then didn't know what to do with the puck or would fumble it off his stick and both goals tonight you know just quick plays pucks on and off his stick he knew just to take it to the net as quickly as possible and i think that 
that sort of speed element and that confidence element has been a big, big thing for him. Well, I think the the word you said there is confidence. Um, I think you're a young player coming into the league. You've watched these players on television. You've heard things said about them in the papers, on the radio, and then you're out there against them. And there's an intimidation factor. And you get the puck. You beat a guy, as you said last year. You're like, oh, I just beat that guy. And you have that slight hesitation because you shocked yourself. And then you've lost uh, your moment and you lose the puck, you bumble the puck, or you feel that you've beat him, now get rid of it. I don't want to mess up. I want to have that good feeling going back. I beat someone. He sat out at the beginning of the season, and it was an awakening for him because he was expecting, you know, it's going to be easy. I got the contract. I've got a spot on the team. Well, it's not easy in the National Hockey League. A lot of guys can get here. It's not easy staying here. So when he came back the next time, he said, well, I'm going to be assertive. You know, I, what I was doing before wasn't working. And he became back assertive in making plays in the neutral zone, making plays in his own end, holding on to it a little bit sec, a second longer so that you can make the pass instead of just throwing it away. And that assertiveness has shown that he's got a little offensive upside. He knows when to make the play, when to make the pass, when to put the puck on net. And he's become aggressive. And the one goal where Price gave the puck away, a lot of players would have just peeled off and gone back through the the the, neut- or the neutral zone of the of the offensive end, but he didn't. He went right where the puck was to start with. He gets and immediately goes to the net with it. So he's got an assertiveness. He's got a confidence about him. And then when you move up in the lineup and you play with a Leon Drysaddle, you know you're going to get some scoring chances. So you're excited all day long. You're excited. You go. You have your pregame meal. You have your nap. And all you keep thinking, okay, if I get a chance tonight, I got to do something good with it. Well, Kara did. And what he did was guarantee himself another line in the another game in the top nine, and the sky's the limit for him because they need guys that can contribute on the wings. A Slepyshev, a Kajula, they're in and out of the lineup because they haven't done it on a consistent basis. Kara has a chance now to be that guy. Oilers win at six-two in Montreal. Back to the Bell Center. Here's head coach Todd McClellan. I thought that was a, a big part of us playing consistent all night. Did a lot of the little things needed. Uh, needed to do to, to win and um, you know we, if we can bottle that up and and repeat it tomorrow well then we got something going and that's uh, going to be our biggest test. Do you have a sense beforehand that you're going to have to kind of start getting your dates? Well we had, we had hoped but our team has been somewhat unpredictable really to tell you the truth and um, and uh, I, I thought after the first few shifts after the first penalty kill actually we were shorthanded early when we got the penalty kill got some confidence out of it and then uh, First time in a long time that we've had a two nothing lead um, early in a game, so that was nice to uh, to play with. Todd, a few weeks ago, you said that Jujar Kara, it was time for him, and now he seems to be a little bit of a different player. I mean, is it all confidence with him, or what are you seeing from him? I think a lot of it is confidence. He he worked extremely hard at training camp, and and he earned a spot. He earned every every minute he could get. And then when the season started, I think he took a deep breath, and it, it caught up to him. And, he needed to be reminded, and uh, now he's he's back to that uh, grinding work ethic, protect puck style, and as a result, he's scoring, and we have a ton of confidence in him. Level playing field, both teams playing on back to back. I guess that's probably a, something that uh, works well in your favor, considering the holding that you're going into after a tough holding here tonight. Too. Yeah, they, you know what? We're uh, you're getting me to think ahead, and I'd like to enjoy tonight's game. Obviously, um, we haven't had enough wins, but we'll. Uh, We'll enjoy this one, and we know going into uh, into Toronto, as you mentioned, on the uh, they play tonight in Pittsburgh. They've got flights. We've got flights. Um, I don't think it really matters. Really, uh, two teams that that are going to play hard and should be an entertaining game. Thanks, Don.
Oilers head coach Todd McClellan, Edmonton winning it 6-2 over the Canadians. They were up 4-0 early in the second period, and they cruise home from there. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, thanks a lot for tuning in. Six goals by the Oilers means $150 donation to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation from Booster Juice, an oasis of freshness in a fast-paced world. They give $25 all season long, and the total for the year up to $2,125. Good stuff. 780-496-0063. We'll bring Cam onto the show. Hey, Cam. The boys. Everybody's uh, happy tonight, eh? That was a good game. Big time. Big time. And uh, I think it's interesting. If you think about uh, Brassois, like his ceiling, whatever it is, he's getting better, eh? Like when he played last year, uh, like there was some things that were going on mechanically that were were not very good, and uh, he seems to be getting better. So that's exciting. I hope they go with him tomorrow too. He's a he's a pretty athletic kid. No problem, no risk of injury. Rob going with him tomorrow again? Well, I don't think there's a risk of injury for any goalie going back to back. I just think that coaches fear that he's you're a little tired. So I think that's the, if you've got a fresh goalie, you're going back-to-back, you go with the fresh one. But to me, Versailles hasn't played very much. Uh, Ellis, I mean, who knows? Ellis could end up being the better goalie in the long run. I don't know enough about Ellis. But I do know that that Talbot is out. Versailles has given the net to run with it. Had he struggled today, it's easy. You go with Ellis. But Versailles had a good a good night, so now you have an option as a coach. You can say, all right, we want to see what this Ellis kid is like. But it'll be Ellis's first. He hasn't played yet ever in the National Hockey League, has he, Reed? He has not. So this will be his first ever NHL game in Toronto. Yeah. And, I mean, that's a good Toronto team. That's not an easy way to break into the National Hockey League. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think if Brassois would have struggled, you'd put Ellis yeah. in. But, but, I mean, you're working with Brassois. You're coaching him. You're encouraging to improve. So if he shows improvement and steadiness, then reward him with another game. I agree. I'd, I'd go with Brassois. The other thing I was going to say, a couple of quick points here, <clears throat> and I, I, you might throw Ellis in and see what can what can happen if the Magic, you can capture the Magic too. Might be something crazy like that. But no, fair enough. Um, I still think Camilleri is going to be way better than the forecast, and I, I really do. I just I watch the way he plays. He's so smart. He had five shots tonight. I, I think he's going to be good. And the other thing I was going to ask is <laughs> a question about Kara. I watched him play extensively in the BCHL for a couple of years and he went to Michigan Tech his first year and they were a bad team down there. That was before Andy Murray went in there. And he had I think he had 30 points as a rookie and that jump, NCAA Division One. I, I don't even tell you guys how good that hockey is. That jump is huge. For him to have 30 points he got pulled out of there and I almost wonder at times whether he wouldn't have been better to stay. He ended up coming to the Western League. But it's been a long journey for this kid, and I, I, I never believed, I'm going to tell you right now, I never believed he was going to be able to play at this level. And, and I don't know how this is happening, but I have to tip my cap right now to Todd McClellan because he has insisted on getting this guy hot this year, and it's just another thing McClellan does. I love the guy's coach, win or lose. I do, and I've stuck with him all year. My only question is, is this a sustainable type of effort from him? Is, is, do you guys see his ceiling going 
going much higher, or what do you guys see from him? What can this guy be? Well, I don't think Jujar Kerr is a two-goal-a-game guy. I think uh, Jujar has the ability with his skating to skate with the top guys. I think he has his uh, strengths as a four-checker, as a guy that can get pucks in deep, good pressuring type of player. Um, I don't know if he's never going to be a power play type of player. I don't think he thinks the game fast enough, nor do I think he has the the, the shot that some of the other players like Apuliarvi has. But he's a, a good complementary player. And if you are a team that is going to go three deep with offensive centers, I think he has shown more than a Slepyshev. I think thus far he's got a little more upside than a Kajula this year because he's got size and Kajula doesn't. So I think he can play in your top nine if he shows it in a consistent basis. Uh, again, it's a small sample size, as Reed said, 40 games in his National Hockey League career. But he does possess some attributes that coaches like. They, I mean, if you look at the lines now, they've got a, a Maroon, a Lucic, and a Kara all on the wing. Those are big, strong, forechecking players. So that's what you try to have. You try to have a big guy, you try to have a, a, a playmaker, and you try to have a goal scorer. And if you have all three of them, they can somehow mesh together. you got success. But I think it's still, there's going to be good nights for Kara. There's going to be off nights. He's, he's still a young player learning the game. There's going to be nights where the game just goes too fast for him. But uh, tonight, he's on a, or right now, he's on a bit of an upswing, and you ride that as long as you can. And let's go back to Montreal and hear from Jujar Kara. Seem to really be skating with confidence on that. Yeah, I think, you know, playing just the last few games, I've built confidence over time and, uh, you know, have a lot of confidence from my from my teammates. And, you know, it's nice coming to the rink. There's always words of encouragement. And uh, just, just having that by your side, you go out there with a lot of confidence. And, um, you know, the team played great today and uh, it showed up on the scoreboard. Change for you since you've been back in the lineup uh, starting in Washington. You have four goals and two assists in your last six games, and you seem to be building something. Yeah, I think it's, again, I think it's just confidence. Um, you know, I've, I know I can play in this league, and uh, it always takes a little bit of time to figure it out. You, you play a little uh, stints here and there the last couple of years, but um, being on the team regularly, it's, it's definitely different. And uh, over time, I've, I think I'm slowly learning and, you know, getting a lot of help from the coaches, players, and uh, just trying to go out there and help the team as much as I can. Well, Jujar Kara, his play over the last six games, our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. Up to the third line, fit in very well. Nathan Walker slid in on the fourth line with Latestu and Cassian. His first game as an Oiler, just his eighth NHL game. Do you think he plays again tomorrow, or would you lean towards throwing Kajula in there? Uh, I'd probably go with Kajula. Uh, I would. Uh, I thought Walker was okay. Uh, the only time I really noticed him was uh, given, turning the puck over in the offensive zone with a lead. They came back the other way and got a scoring chance. Um, he's a fourth-line guy in a game where the fourth line really didn't do a whole lot for the Oilers tonight. I don't put that all on him, but I'd probably go with Kajula. It was a wake-up call. I think, to me, Walker's a, seven, or, excuse me, a 13th forward, mm-hmm. and I think that that's what he was in Washington. I think that's what he'll be here. Oilers win 6-2 in Montreal, 780-496-0063. We'll welcome Tony to the show. Hey, Tony. How's it going, boys? Good. So um, I have a question for you guys. And uh, as you guys, are, I don't know if you guys heard during the broadcast, but 
Talbot has been taking shots during practice, right? Um, yeah, he's been yep. skating before before the team, yep. Like okay, on his own well, kind of. basically, like, yeah, I know LB hasn't played much in the last two years because Talbot's been our number one. But do you think that if they if they activate him tomorrow... You put LB in. They won't. They won't activate. They won't activate Talbot tomorrow. Columbus is oh, the really? earliest he'll play, Tony. Or do you think that they should wait until they get home and then give them the game against? Um, who the heck is it? Uh, Nashville. Nashville's on Thursday. They're, they're yeah. going to put Talbot in when they feel like Talbot is ready to play. And if he, if they think he's ready to play in Columbus, they'll play him in Columbus. If they don't feel that, then they'll wait for the next game. But I don't think they're going to look at what Persuas is doing. I think they're strictly looking at the health of Talbot. The first possible time he's capable of playing, I believe he'll play. Thanks, Tony. We appreciate it. 780-496-0063. Oilers take it 6-2 over the Montreal Canadiens tonight. We do have a bunch of you on hold. We are getting to everybody. We're going to bring you a quick uh, news and weather update here at the bottom of the hour. We'll also have more post-game reaction. You'll hear from Laurent Brassois, who made 22 saves for his second win of the season tonight. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Now, from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's Drysaddle to the middle. Open man Lucic wants, fires and scores. 4 nothing Edmonton. Time of the goal, 2-24. Power play goal, Milan Lucic, his sixth of the year. One of the Oilers' six goals tonight. They route the Montreal Canadiens 6-2. Thanks a lot for joining us. Quick check of your Advantage Trailer Rental scoreboard. We'll start with the face-off game at Northlands Coliseum. U of A Golden Bears leading Nate Ooks 2-0 after 2. In the NHL, Maple Leafs beat the Penguins 4-3. Oilers at Leafs tomorrow. 3.30 face-off show on Ched. Game will start at 5. Rangers dump the Devils 5-2. The Avalanche ring up the Panthers 7-3. Light Edge Winnipeg 4-3 in overtime. The Bruins get by the Islanders 3-1. The Golden Knights lead the Stars 4-3 late in the third. Columbus shuts out Arizona 1-0. In the first period, San Jose is up 1-0 on Ottawa, and Vancouver is up 1-0 on the Flames. Hurricanes and Kings are about to start. The Blues whipped the Red Wings 6-1 this afternoon. In the American Hockey League, the Oilers farm team, Bakersfield, losing 5-2 to San Antonio. And Toronto FC won the MLS Cup 2-0 over Seattle. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins, 780-496-0063. And we have Robert, who I believe is calling all the way from Ontario. Hey, Robert. Hey, guys. How are we going? Doing well. Thanks for calling. Well, first time calling. I usually don't get a chance because, well, it's pretty late out here when we <laughs> <laughs> But my question to you guys tonight is that first period, even the first couple of minutes of the second period, if Price plays his normal game, does this game have a different tone to it? Probably. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple bad goals that were scored. I do believe that even through the first 30 minutes of this hockey game, the Oilers were the better team. I don't oh, think. Yeah, definitely. That, I don't think the Montreal Canadiens really. Um, they didn't create a lot themselves. Uh, I, I. I mean, I thought there was two goals that Price would probably like back. But at no point did I feel that the, the Canadians had anything going the opposite way. So I, I, to me, I don't know if the others. I don't know if the others were great today, 
or if the Canadians were terrible today. But uh, it, to me, it was a mismatch in this game. And I, I don't know if Carey Price being on top of his game was going to make too much of a difference simply because Montreal really did have nothing going. And I agree with you there. I mean, they, they did outplay them. But, I mean, the, those, well, three of the first four goals were bad ones on my mind on Price. But, I mean, it's nice to see the Oilers actually getting a break. Yeah, w- without a doubt. I mean, the Oilers have not had a lot of puck luck in games. But... Uh, most of the games haven't deserved it. Usually teams that are dominating the play get the breaks, and for the majority of the games this year, the Oilers haven't played well enough to to deserve breaks, but tonight they got it. They got put pucks on net. They got good deflections. They got some good breaks when the, when the goalie, when Price gives the puck away, and they took advantage of the breaks they got. So uh, I know that the Canadians had been playing better as of late. Well, I don't think we saw their best game tonight, or I hope we didn't if that's if Montreal wants to be a playoff team. But what you did see is you saw a very good Oiler game tonight, and hopefully that is one that's going to carry on. Well, yeah, and definitely. I mean, I'm a longtime Oilers fan, and it's been a rough <laughs> rough many a years. And uh, uh, just sitting back and watching every – well, I try to watch as many nights as possible, but I work an afternoon shift, so I usually don't get to see many games. Um, but – one, two things, two quick things. I love the way Jujark Harris is playing. I mean, finally they're giving him a chance up. In the, I, I'd like to see him in the top six. Well, in all honesty, I think he is. I think the, whatever line Drysaddle's centering, I think is their second line. So to me, Strom, Drysaddle, and Jujar, that's the second line. I think Nugent Hopkins' line is third. But, I mean, it's a it's very, 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 very slight difference between the two. But I do believe that that would be your second line in this team. Oh, okay. And last of all, um, Todd McClellan. I, I, everybody's been on McClellan, the way he changes lines and the way he mixes it up. And every, anybody who knows McClellan, I mean, have watched him. I've watched him for many years. Uh, he actually coached in St. John's, Newfoundland when I was living back home. Oh, cool. And I've watched him many years, and he's always done the same thing. And He's had success with it. Uh, I mean, when your team is playing bad, they always shoot the coach first, and I don't understand it. I mean, you got to put the guys on the ice. The guys on the ice have to play, and they actually haven't. A lot of the games I've seen this year has been sad games to watch because there's just no flow to it. There's no consistency with them. They play a pretty good game, and then they play a really bad game. So I'm hoping this is the start of the run, especially tomorrow night being in Ontario. I can't, go to, I can't go to work. I can't go to work on Monday being <laughs> slaughtered by Toronto. You know that just can't happen. I hear you, Robert. Thanks for calling, buddy. We appreciate it. No problem. You guys keep up the great work. Thank you. Well, and, and his point about McClellan, and, and here's the thing, Rob. You always notice what your coach is doing, the team you're cheering for. Mm-hmm, I should say. Mm-hmm. I mean, Montreal had moved some lines around today. We're not talking about that because we're not talking every team Canadian does stats. that, There's, especially teams that are not at the top of the standings. Right. If you are at the middle or lower, they're all switching lines up because you're not having success. 780-496-0063. We'll welcome Joe to the show. Hey, Joe, just turn your radio down a second. We'll uh, get your call there. There we go. Hello? Yeah, go ahead, Joe. Hey, how you doing? Doing well. Sorry, my truck won't let go of the call here. I'm trying to get it shut off. Yeah, no, so good show. Oh, thank you. Joe, we're going to put you on hold and try to bring you in later, okay? Just double-check with him, Patrick. I think he's got a bit of a glitch there. We'll go to Matthew on line three instead. Hey, Matthew. Hi. Go ahead, buddy. Uh, how are you guys doing? 
Oh, we're doing really well. Um, so on that, I forget which goal it was, but it was the a V2 goal, I'm pretty sure. Sixth goal, yep. Yeah, that one. I think they turned it like a three-on-two into a two-on-one. I think that was an, like an underrated goal that people haven't talked about yet. Well, you're right. It was a very good goal. It was a beautiful play. I think it was McDavid made the nice play to him on his back end. Oviedo jumping up. Hey, the Oilers want their defensemen to jump up in the play. They feel they, they've got guys that can move, move the puck and move their feet, and they want them in the play as much as possible. And Oviedo did that. It was, it was good on him. I think he's shown flashes that he's capable of being a number six defenseman in the National Hockey League. And tonight, he, along with Davidson, had a very good game. Yeah, um... Also, uh, how old is uh, Kara? Kara's 20... I think 24, isn't he? Double check when his birthday is. I, I think 24, but while I'm talking to you here, Reed's going to come. Do you like him? Yeah, I I think um, that he's going to have a really good career. He might not be a top six player or forward, but he'll probably be at least a top nine. I think so. He's still he's still 22. I couldn't remember if he turned 23 or not yet. Turns yeah. 23. No, sorry, he turned 23 in August. So he yeah, turns I 24 think, next August. Yeah, he he is a good kind of hybrid of like a playmaker and a like just like a player that gets into corners and just wins puck battles. Yeah, you're right. That's what he needs to do to be successful. And tonight you saw him doing it very very well. All right, Oilers win 6-2. I think we have Joe connected now. Joe, do we have you better off this time? Yeah, you bet. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. Go ahead, man. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to call in. Uh, a couple of real good calls, the last few callers there. Just uh, I noticed a bit of a trend change. It kind of seemed like guys were playing for each other tonight, like guys were working hard to win the puck for each other. Yeah, no, you're right, absolutely. Yeah, like lately it kind of seemed like they've all just been scared to do anything to the point where they're fighting for their own puck. They're just fighting to do their job instead of fighting to make the next guy's job easier, win the battle, move the puck, you know? like. Well, I think there's a much better job by the Oilers tonight supporting. I think that sometimes the Oilers, uh, they get start stuck watching. They'll watch their yeah. guy in the corner and hope that he gets it out and that he gets it, moves, beats his guy, then he finds them wide open instead of being 10 feet away so they're a support outlet. And when they yeah, win it, they exactly. get it to you, and they get another support outlet. So the Oilers were much better tonight supporting their, their line mates. And when they do that, you, you have puck control longer, and then you can find success, and the Oilers found success tonight. Yeah, somehow it seemed like there was a guy open in Montreal zone almost all night. Like, there was a, there was a pass to be made almost all night, unless that pass got missed, and it, it seemed to fall out of the zone. But the control was incredible. Yeah, and a lot of that is moving your feet. Again, if you're standing around, it's easy to defend you. If you're moving, that's how you create space and get into the open. And the Oilers won just about every race, every battle, and every fight for space on the ice tonight, and it showed in the scoreboard. Joe, you want nice to try? Do you want to try finish the play, buddy? I'll give anything a shot. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, geez, finish the play is going to be pretty underwhelming if that's his attitude towards life. Uh, we're looking to give you an eight-day parking pass to Jet Set U Park, brought to you by Jet Set Parking, Park Cheap and Easy. Visit JetSetParking.com. So here you go. He can he can win the parking pass. That's pretty so cool. So he can fly somewhere mm -hmm. and do something that's more exciting than finish the play. What do you have, Patrick? AJ Kerr now another turnover by Shane Weber right off the draw. Here's Milan Lucic down the center of the ice. He was taken down. He he ends up plowing into the back of the net. Okay, so that was a first period 
sort of break away for Milan Lucic. Who was in goal for Montreal at that point, Price or Niemi? Price. Absolutely. Good stuff, Joe. Stay on the line, and Patrick will get your info, okay? Thanks, fellas. Right on. That's Joe finishing the play. Well, he makes a good point about playing for each other or, or puck support. Because there have been those games, and we just saw one on Wednesday. <laughs> I mean, we, we have recent examples of good and bad play with this team. But where they, they you know, callers have called in and said, I'm, I'm so confused about watching them. And you watch the Oilers, and you're like, where's the spark? You know, they, they look lost. They look like they look unsure. They look tentative. You didn't see that tonight. I don't know if maybe killing off an early penalty helped. One thing I watch, well, the, you, know, you know how I watch for the play at both blue lines. And the Oilers got their first goal because Camilleri kept it in about six inches from it being cleared. And then mm-hmm. he scored four seconds later. And I also feel, Rob, if you if you under McClellan, when they're playing better, they they are much more desperate in their own end. And they collapse to the slot. And if there's a loose puck, they don't try and say, like, oh, let's get a 100-foot breakaway. It's slapped out of the way. Just slap it to the boards, slap it out to the neutral zone. Like, like Todd calls it game management. Sometimes you get a punt. And I think also when they're playing well, it starts with that sort of that that desperation just just clean up clean up your slot get it out of there and then we can attack well a lot of it is care care as much about not giving up a goal as scoring a goal and i think what we saw when the Oilers were struggling especially on home ice there was cheating creeping into their games the the puck someone would have the puck 50 50 chance in the zone but three guys are flying the zone and the puck gets turned over and now you're caught and we saw a number of two-on-0s and two-on-1s and breakaways created by turnovers by the Oilers in their own zone. Tonight, I thought they did a much better job as if there was a 50-50 puck, all five Oilers were inside a box area. Like mm-hmm. they ain't right in front of the, the house. It was called the house in front of the net. They're all in the house. And then if the puck is there, not getting the puck and trying to make a play, getting the puck out of the danger zone. As you said, slap the puck against the boards. Let's not fight for the puck in a dangerous zone, let's fight for the puck against the boards. Let's fight for a puck in the corner, and then we'll work from there. So the Oilers, they were much more desperate in, in front of their own net. There was a number of, I thought, good scoring chances that the, the Montreal Canadiens looked like they were going to get that turned out to no shot at all. There'd be mm-hmm. a, st- a deflection over the net. There'd be a guy getting his leg down, a guy laying his body in the way, stick on stick. The Oilers did a really, really good job of not letting the Canadians have uh, uncontested shots on net. And I think it was, what, 26 block 26 shots? 26 block shots by the Oilers, 7 so, by Russell, 5 by Davis. And how many did the Canadians have? 10. So there you go. So two and a half times as many block shots. And I think that showed the desperation level in this hockey game. The Oilers were a much better team. Their care meter was much higher than the Canadians' care meter in their own zone. And I think that is huge, and I think that's why the Oilers came out with victory. We'll get to Greg on the phone line next. You're also going to hear from the winning goaltender, Laurent Brassois. Oilers take it 6-2 in Montreal. Canadian Brewhouse overtime open line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre. Live from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. 6.30 chair. Taken away by Brandon Davidson, and now Lucic will lead a four-on-two. McDavid to Pugliarvi, back to McDavid, back door. One-timer score, Johan Ovi 2. 6-1 Edmonton. Ovi 2. A little bit of icing on the cake. Oilers scored two in the first, 3.09 to the third period. 
to turn a 4-1 game into a 6-1 game. Montreal would get a late one, but the Oilers take it 6-2 tonight. They are 12-15-2 on the season, 7-6-2 on the road. Still trying to figure out that home record. Oilers have won five of their last eight. 780-496-0063. Greg, you're on with Robin Reed. Go ahead. Hey, guys. How's it going? Pretty good. I haven't called in for a while, but uh, here I am today. So, first off, congratulations, Toronto FC. Go, Toronto. Um, Kevin Cooley, let's go. Um, but, anyway, um, I just want to talk about uh, the overall game today. I thought uh, the Oilers played a good game. There's still some things they need to clean up. I mean, it was nice to see them actually shoot the puck on the power play. That was kind of nice. Um, but I just want to give a little bit of credit where credit's due. And I think LB played a, a pretty good game today. It's pretty solid. And uh, for all the Lucic haters out there, I thought Lucic played one of his best games as an Oiler that I've seen today. You know what? Lucic did have a, a good game. I think the last couple, he's, he's had some strong efforts. Uh, Look, here, here's the thing with Lucic. He will mishandle the puck. Yeah, I mean that's. I think that's just him. He's not all of a sudden going to become a wizard with the puck. That's that's why he frustrates people sometimes. He does a lot of good things otherwise. But well, everyone was excited when they signed him. I mean, I, I still hear Bob when you when you get, when you did the six three Chad thing. There's only one Milan yeah. Lucic, um, but Milan is doing exactly what Milan Milan always does. He's a twenty to twenty five goal scorer. He's forty five to fifty points. He'll get into six to eight fights a year. He'll throw a couple of huge body checks. That's who he is. He wasn't going to be more than that just because he signed a big contract. That's who he is, and I think he's on pace probably again this year for just about the exact same thing that he always gets. So this is Milan Lucic. There's, uh, don't expect more. Don't expect him to, to get dangleitis when he's out there with the puck on his stick. He, he's going to turn the puck over because that is not his forte. I mean, he's actually on pace for 59 points, there, which, which is, is one of his better seasons. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, Milan can change the game with the, with the aggressiveness and, and with the, the, the physicality, um, but big men aren't, aren't always able to bring that each and every night. And you can watch any big man around the National Hockey League None of them can do it on a consistent basis. It's just ta- too taxing for the body. But the last couple of games, Milan has played very well. And tonight uh, was one of the... And the one thing he does possess is a very heavy shot. And we saw that tonight. We have Peter on the line. Oilers win 6-2. Go ahead, Peter. Hey, how's it going, guys? Pretty good. Hey, I uh, I don't know how much you guys have talked about it in the last little bit. And it may not be a story tonight, but... Um, I think Darnell Nurse has just been excellent this year. He's moving the puck well, uh, seems to be jumping in the play a lot more. Had the fight tonight. Just want to get your guys' thoughts on the play of Darnell Nurse uh, throughout the season so far. Um, I I think he's done well. Uh, I I believe that he's he's overachieved for what I expected out of him this year. I thought Darnell Nurse has got... He's a good skater. He, he, he's very good at transporting the puck from his end to the offensive zone. He plays with uh, with anger, with nastiness. He's not afraid to step up for a teammate and is probably, if not the best on the team, he's in the top two for guys that will stand up for his teammate. Sometimes thinking the game through, especially making offensive plays, I think that's where he still needs to improve. But he's been put in a role to be in your number one pairing playing against other teams' top players, and he has not looked out of place at all. And at a time at this season, Clefbaum and Larson struggled, and they split those two up to be with Nurse and Benning. 
and it wasn't because they wanted Nurse and Bending to have a safety net. Those two, Larson and Clefbaum, they needed the stability of a Nurse and a Bending. And both those players got better because they moved with the, with the, the two younger players. Nurse, is, Nurse has been excellent. And again, he's only going to continue to improve. He's a young man still learning a tough position. All right, we're going to get to Brassois here in about a minute. So we got time for a quick call from Ruby. Go ahead, Ruby. Hey, thanks for having me on tonight, guys. No problem. Um, glad to hear you're doing good or great. Uh, I'd also like to congratulate the Oilers for their good win tonight. Well done, gentlemen. Looks like uh, the playoffs started sooner than we thought. Game one, it's done. <laughs> go Oilers, go. Thanks, Ruby. Well, they almost feel like all must-wins, given how they started the season. But they, they needed this one tonight. They'll try to make it two in a row against Toronto tomorrow. We uh, I, I would think Brassois is going to play again. He made 22 saves tonight. Here he is. Uh, what did you see from the team in front of you? They were looking for individuals to step up. It seemed like a lot of people did that tonight. Yeah, I thought... Uh, we played a really impressive game defensively. Uh, kept everything to the outside. It's made my life really easy tonight. Uh, you said they made your life really easy tonight, but how did you feel your game was? Um, you know what? I, I've felt better, but um, it was one of those games where I, I stuck to the game plan, and um, you know the the few opportunities that they did have against me, I I, uh, I was lucky enough to make the saves. Is this the case of the more you play, the more comfortable you're going to get? Yeah, for sure. That's that's just always how it works. Short and sweet from Laurent Brassois. Let his play do the talking tonight. 22 saves. Oilers in control of this game. Out shooting Montreal 40-24. Edmonton 2 for 4 on the power play. Montreal 1 for 3. 6-2 is your final. Kara scores twice. Camilleri gets his first as an Oiler. Lucic gets a power play goal with Dreisaitl getting an assist. His first power play point of the season. Clefbaum another power play goal in the third. Ovitu with the sixth Oilers goal. Galchenyuk and Deneau with goals for the Habs. Okay, so Rob... Mm-hmm. Back and forth, the Oilers go. <laughs> uh, I mean, despite the third period last Saturday in Calgary, they controlled most of the game. Uh, a sleepy, disappointing game against Philadelphia where they really didn't do much till the last 10 minutes. And then a game tonight where they pretty much controlled the game. What's going to happen tomorrow in Toronto? Well, if you look at the positives, last Saturday in Calgary was a big night. A big game for them. You know, Battle of Alberta, a team ahead of them in the standings Saturday night, and they played very, very well. The The game against Philly, it was a, a midweek game against a team that they were supposed to beat. They were sleepy in. Tonight was a Saturday night hockey night in Canada against the Montreal Canadiens. They have a big game again. Well, tomorrow's a Toronto game where... You know, everyone's going to be watching. you got a bunch of kids from Ontario. They're going to want to impress there. I expect the Oilers to have a big night. Now, I think tomorrow they're going to need a much better... They're going to need a big effort from their goaltending. Whoever, whether it's Ellis or Brassois, Toronto has much more firepower than the Canadians. If they can get a good goaltending effort, they can somehow get four points in their first two games on this road trip. And Toronto won 4-3 in Pittsburgh tonight. Get more on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. Thanks to Patrick Bauer, our studio producer. Tomorrow, the face-off show is at 3.30, the game at 5, Oilers-Leafs. On behalf of Rob Brown, my name is Reed Wilkins. Oilers beat the half 6-2. This has been Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. From the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center. Have a great night.